Okay, let's bow our heads and pray. Dear God, thank you for this day. And please bless my life. Please give me everything that I want, unless it's not in your will. But please help me to find the man of my dreams, unless you want me to die alone. Please let me have success in business, unless you want to use it as an opportunity to teach me about failure. Please help my dad, who's dying of cancer, unless your will is for him to die. I don't even know why I'm praying anymore, but I just think that I'm lonely and I want to talk to someone and believe that there's a higher power helping me. But now that I'm saying this out loud, I guess it really makes no difference if I ask because you have a plan and I know that it's better than mine. And I'll accept whatever happens to me and I'll always say that you're good. In your name, amen. Welcome back to another episode of the Born Again Again podcast. I'm Katie. And I'm Joe. And today we're going to be talking about prayer. And specifically, what is the point of prayer? Right. It's a difficult question to answer, it turns out, once you get on the other side. So I wanted to ask you, in your experience, in like super, super practical terms, what, did, what was your prayer life like? I don't know if I've ac- actually ever talked to you about this. I know. <laughs> I feel like because... Everything's so vague and you can do anything however you want. Yeah. And there's so many different ways. But I feel like towards the end, praying for me just meant constantly having God in my in the forefront of my brain. Okay. And kind of just like being like, God, show me which way to go. Show me what to do. Be with me. Guide me. Yeah. Like, show me if you want me to talk to anybody. Um, help me to be more thankful. Help me to be this. Help me to be that. And I feel like anytime I would just like have a moment where I realized... Like, I was like, I don't know, I didn't have anything to think about. I would be like, oh, God. And like, just, you know, that constant talking to him all day kind of thing. Yeah. Unless I would go into a time of prayer where I would go alone and then like kneel on the floor or sit or lay in the bed and close my eyes and have more of like a full on prayer where I would like speak in tongues and it might turn into a little worship time that was a you know more I mean? like intense that was more prayer like session an intense time yeah. yeah yeah i think my prayer life was essentially the same right at the end of my faith i was really all about this idea of being in constant communion with god all day and so i would have like little reminders on my phone set to pop up every hour or whatever randomly throughout the day to remind me to like check in remind oh, me did? to get yeah it was kind of like like a someone who has a mantra that they're trying to sort of constantly be repeating in their mind mm-hmm. all day. Mm-hmm. It was that, but it was just with prayer. So I would pray about whatever I would like, thank God for whatever was around me, or I would ask him for strength for different things. Or, I mean, it's you know, the same as like now it's just like that little kind of like check-in, like yeah, something that, yeah. that that alarm that makes you to be present during right. the day, like <laughs> brings you back to your center, like yeah. centers you. Actually, that. that's, that's just what, you know it what is. I mean. It seems almost exactly the same. Right. I didn't know that you had reminders to do that. It was like a little pattern interrupt. Like I yeah. had something over and over again during the day, I was interrupting my normal, like automatic thought patterns and I was bringing me back to God so I could pray to God again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was and on a good day. It was almost constant where I was constantly talking to him in my head. Um, and yeah, that, that, right now strikes me as really bizarre because we were talking about like at a super, super practical level, what prayer was 
for me anyways, was it was usually me closing my eyes and in my mind, like forming sentences in English, obviously, and then like kind of reciting them in my mind to God. Not that I can really like direct my thoughts to a certain person or whatever, but like I was trying to come up with sentences in my mind to talk to God or to, to ask God for things. And it's really weird that I would think that like I could specifically uh, send certain thoughts to God, but other thoughts were like just for me. Like, I, I would think about what I should pray about and then I would like pray. But that whole that whole sequence was all happening inside my brain anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? So where's the limit of like God should be able to hear all of those anyway? Right. Yeah. 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 So I like sit in my room and I think like, okay, I, I want to pray more. I think I'm, I want to have like a prayer session about whatever this, this like big change coming up in my life. Okay. Now I'm going to start praying. Mm-hmm. Dear God, blah, blah, blah. You know, it was almost like a distinction in my mind, but like nothing is different. You know, in both cases, I'm just like thinking thoughts to myself. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. weird now thinking about it. Like we are having like a conversation inside of our head, you know, like we're having it's with ourselves. Different. Yeah. It's like different <laughs> than just like when you're thinking because it's not, Maybe it's not fully formed, but like when you're thinking these thoughts to God, you're thinking fully formed like sentences and you're kind of like, like obviously sometimes you're praying out loud, but like when you're praying in your head, it seems like so weird. Like, I don't know, just this silent conversation. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think that it seems so weird now because we don't believe that like the God of the Bible exists there. So like it now looking back, it seems kind of like, what were we doing? Were we, why were we wasting all of this time having these like silent conversations to nobody? Right. You know what I mean? And the fact that they're not even conversations, it's that we, I would have, I would have called it a conversation at the time, of course, which, but like when I actually think about it is super weird because really I was just sending like mentally sending sentences into the ether and to mm-hmm. me, that was having a conversation oh, yeah, with that's God. A, no, that's a good point. That's so true. I didn't even think about it that like we talk about all the time or we did that we we're having a conversation with God all day, like a conversation with God. But like, really, we are the only ones who's talking. I mean, OK, if you like if you got to like just be completely honest as a Christian, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You are the only one who is like forming words. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're not getting any most people like the majority of people i mean aren't getting any words back i don't want to like i'm always going to like have this one exception for that mom who's like i heard the voice of right. god but like you're you're like just you're the only one who's forming words maybe you think you're hearing from god by like signs that you see or like things that happen during the day but or like sensing something but like you have to understand that like you can interpret that in any way you want based on what you believe so like it may not be God. Maybe it's a different God. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, hmm. I don't know. You never know. So just like, I never thought about that. Like, we always used to call it conversation. But like, I don't know. I want to go back. I always want to go back to my Christian self and be like, did you, like, be honest with yourself. Like, you're the only one who's talking right now. You, only you. Yeah, right. Like, what do you think about that? Right. I know. I'm like, really curious what I would have thought. Like, isn't that weird? Like, where's and the- Why do you call it a conversation? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you call it a relationship? What if, what if our conversations were, were me just talking to you and continually like asking you questions and Mm -hmm. asking you to do things for me and telling you how grateful I was for you. Mm -hmm. And you just 
never ever responded at all. And, I never and I told all my friends like, oh, I'm I've been having a conversation with Katie, and like I I can really sense what she's feeling towards me, and I can sense that she loves me. But it's like an insane person. You're right. That's super weird. Mm-hmm. You come downstairs, and there's just like you make like a beautiful dinner for yourself, and you're like, wow, Katie, like <laughs> thank you for per- making this food for me. <laughs> what in the world? That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, so anyways, <laughs> prayer is weird. We, we started to think about it a lot recently, and we've been like really trying to think through the really practical stuff and getting super honest. Like, what were we actually doing? And it kind of surprised us, surprised me how weird it feels now. Because, um, yeah, I think like a year and a half ago, I it didn't, it just didn't seem weird. Like, it didn't seem as bizarre as it does right now. No, it didn't. So yeah, things change fast. I think that like one of the biggest questions we had about it is like, what is the point of prayer? And I feel like when we talk about the point of prayer, we're talking about petitionary prayer or prayers where we're asking for things because there's, I mean, I mean, even Christians know it. Like God's like, if God's all powerful, all knowing, then he already knows what you're going to say. You know, he already knows what you're going to do. And he kind of already has a plan. Right. You know, because like Christians say, oh, my prayers were answered, praise God. Or Mm -hmm. they say, oh, my prayer wasn't answered, but that's because God has a different plan for me. So like either way, God God. gets the glory. Yeah. And it just like, what's the point of that? What if you like, I don't know. Sometimes I want to be like, why don't you try an experiment of never talking to God and then interpret the signs and see if you still see him in your life. See the results. See See if the the results results change. I think I kind of feel like there's a 50, 50% chance that like, you know, your prayers will be answered. Like you're saying, if you are praying to (laughs) God to get a job and you like Like either get it or you don't either way, if you get it, praise God for giving me that job. If you don't get it, Oh Oh, God, maybe that was a bad job for me. Maybe like, Oh, maybe that wasn't the right job for me. Praise God for protecting me from getting that job. Whatever. I mean, you got to see at some point that all of it is all in your head. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm not going so far as to say, like, I'm not saying like you should think, yeah, God's in my head, but like your interpretation of the events, you're interpreting them. Right. Like you're not like, you're not like, God's not answering you in any way. Like, in any kind in of a, like really tangible, practical, meaningful way. You're just interpreting it based on the way you, like you want to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So um, I've been like re- reading a couple articles this week about prayer and like uh, just kind of like reading about petitionary prayer and everything. And I like, I came across a couple analogies, like, like those kinds of, like, what if you had to ask your doctor before he helped you and it's kind of like analogous to why do you have to like ask god for For like help like why wouldn't he do it anyway you know what i mean like if he's like so loving then why why do you have to ask him for that yeah that's actually a really good question imagine if if your friend is super super sick what yeah you, you pray to god of course that he would heal your friend or that he would take care of her or he would heal her and make her feel better. Mm -hmm. But sometimes God, I mean, God is going to do whatever he wants to do anyways. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. When you get back down to like the, the bottom line of it is why are we even asking God to do anything anyways? I know. Like, does he sometimes have his own plan? But then if you pray hard enough, he's like, okay, you put in some good, you put in some good effort this week. I'm going to 
give you like a little bit extra. No, I feel like that's something good to like actually visualize, like try to visualize God up there listening to us. And we're like, oh, I do really love Joe. Um, He's praying so hard this week. So I guess I will answer his prayer this time. Yeah. Or is it based on the number of people praying? Like if 200 people ask God for the same thing, then does that finally tip the scales? And And he's he's like, like, oh, yes, okay. okay, Enough people are asking. Everyone's been bugging me about this. I guess I have to get up and do something. Yeah, it's that's it's really weird. I don't I really really wish that I could go back in time and ask my Christian self what I would have thought about that. Again, like at a totally honest like no nothing held back level. What do you think about that? Do you remember what you thought about prayer when we were Christian? Cuz like me and you asked God for stuff, right? I never thought anything of it. It's like, okay, that's the answer for all of these questions. What? Like every time I'm like, well, I wish I could go back and ask my Christian yeah. self like what they thought. And the answer is, I never thought of that or I've never noticed that, how yeah. weird that is. Because yeah. that's the truth. I think like the like when you're in it, you the reason that you're not out is because you never thought of it before and right. it never even crossed your mind. I would never, ever think that it was weird, that prayer was strange. And I would never, ever think, I would feel like it was even blasphemous to think, like, why bother praying? Yeah. Or, like, God is already going to do what he wants to You're do. You're right. You I know? would have felt like that, too. It was kind of just a given. Yeah. Like, anytime you needed anything or wanted anything, you would, the first thing I would do is pray about it. Maybe I would say, well, I pray because God commanded us to, and I want to be obedient to him. And yeah. we don't understand, like, why he asks us How to do things. But he, like he commands us to pray and mm-hmm. it's a way that I can stay close to him all day long. Yeah. I mean, in fact, what it is is a way that I meditate on this one thing and think about it constant, force myself to think about it constantly right. and in that way, keep it alive. Yeah. That's you know true. What I mean, that's but actually like, like a really reasonable way to think about it. I think, I mean, if you meditated on anything all day, it would be God to you. Right. Yeah. It that's is. a good point. It is. You like meditate on diet all day. It's God to you. You meditate mm-hmm. on, like a girl all day it's she's god to you Mm -hmm. i don't know like it's like the same exact thing but and i mean christians know that like that's why they say don't make anything else your idols but like it's just the nature of our brains that if we think about it constantly it becomes our idol and Mm -hmm. that's like why we're supposed to pray all day because we want god to be our idol yeah right he's we think he's the purest form of the idols yeah whatever i think one of the thing other things that struck me recently was Um, I think I've been thinking a lot about unworthiness and just like how I used to feel as a Christian and everything. And I was thinking today about the posture of prayer and, um, and I mean, classically very symbolic kneeling Mm. and how that posture is like such a posture of Christianity Mm, mm -hmm. that I didn't even notice I was feeling in my whole life. Oh, you're right. You know, of the kind of, um, you know, I have problems feeling like I'm worthy or like, you know, I can approach anyone or mm-hmm. like anyone would think that I was worth anything. Yeah. And I mean, when you're coming to everybody on your knees like that, I mean, I feel like it's obvious why, Yeah. you know, and just like having to ask for something or ask for everything in your life and not trusting that anything will come to you. But from this one source is a really good way to like keep yourself in a mindset of lack and of subservience. Like being small and a yeah, small, you're right. feeling small, even at a smaller level, just the fact that almost everybody will bow their heads before they pray, like in reverence, you know, mm-hmm. But you're right, because when I was Christian, anytime I wanted anything, like whether it be for my own 
like selfish reasons or anything that I wanted to accomplish in life, I would always go to God first. Mm-hmm. Think and and to me that that was my strength, which <laughs> it's the so backwards now because I basically am like giving up all of my personal responsibility for my life, and I'm kind of in essence saying. I can't do anything on my own. So I'm going to ask God, the source to help me do it because I, of course, I don't have the strength to do it on my own. So it's like every day over and over again, I'm reinforcing that in my mind and I feel like I'm doing a good thing. And I, I feel like by doing that, I'm actually getting stronger. So it's this weird, like feedback that I'm getting. Your strength is in your weakness. Yeah, exactly. It's that it's like, it's, it's a feedback loop of that, that my strength is in my weakness. And so the more I pray, the more weak I'm making myself and my own like internal uh, vitality and responsibility of my life is diminishing while God's importance getting bigger. But it feels like I'm actually getting more strength because I'm, I'm depending more and more on God. And everybody teaches us that the strongest people are the ones who are the most dependent. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's like, it's that, (laughs) that's like the exact opposite of how I want to live my life now. You know, like I want to claim responsibility for my life and I want to claim responsibility for the things that I want and the things I need and for like the well-being of myself and the people around me. I mean, I think that's why it's so confusing to like leave is that like everything that everybody teaches you seems so backwards. And so eventually, since it's all kind of backwards, you kind of think that it's real and it's hard to see the opposite is true. Like the opposite seems so evil to you. Right. So you're right. I don't know. Well, we talked about that some when we first started kind of like trying to rebuild our own self-esteem or like even the idea of loving ourselves was really hard at first. It it felt like almost evil to say I love myself Mm -hmm. or it felt like I was being really, really selfish or prideful or like vain if Mm -hmm. I were to say I love myself Mm -hmm. because it had been so flipped for so long the other way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, prayer, uh, prayer is just such a good tool to kind of like keep you in that trench, keep you in that small minded, unworthy, helpless p- place. Mm-hmm. It worked for me. I mean, I, I feel like that meditation, that prayer meditation, like really works. Yeah. It'll really keep you meek and small and dependent on outside sources. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I feel that as well. I think that's why it was so hard for me to like start my prayer, like um, habit, because I I think like I did have a lot of self-confidence like at one point in my life Mm -hmm. and coming into like right before I got really, really super serious Christian. And I feel like I kind of look back at that time as the reason why like I got so much like anxiety and like, I don't know why I have so much um, self-consciousness now Yeah. um, because I was like putting myself in even like a greater posture of like subservience and I really had to fight against my nature and my nature of confidence was bad, you know, like, and I really like, that was a thing for me, you know, my pride Uh and like, I had too much pride. And so I really had to like fight to be a person who prayed and like who relied on others because I didn't want to, and I didn't feel I had to ask for what I had, you know, or like, I didn't feel like I needed to ask for guidance because I felt in my gut that I had guidance. Um, but like, That really like put me in, like I really had to fight to put myself into this mindset of like subservience and it like screwed me (laughs) because like I was (laughs) super confident at one point in my life when I was in college, early college years. It's such a tragedy actually when you're saying that I, I could see that change because when I first met you, you were like really wild and like cocky. And I think (laughs) 
I was super drawn to that, mm-hmm. you know, like anybody is. I mean, I feel like we're drawn to self-confidence, but like, yeah. You're, Maybe not the cockiness. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought it was hot. But your like increase in your spiritual walk with God is like directly proportional to your decrease in self-confidence mm-hmm. because yeah, you, you felt like you were bad for being that way. Mm-hmm. And that's funny. You like had to fight to push that self-confidence down and now you're like fighting to bring Seems it like back a waste. up. Yeah. What a waste. I know so much struggle, like so, so much internal struggle and agony to like, force yourself to be a good Christian. And now there's like such a struggle to unlearn all of that and come out on the other side, like mm-hmm. a healthy, fulfilled person. Mm-hmm. A lot of unnecessary uh, anguish. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of the other things that we were thinking of uh, the other day is uh, thinking about like group prayer or prayer in church and how uh, it's kind of weird that I kind of was seeing it this way that some Christians use prayer as a way to gossip about other people in the church or other Christians. Totally. And like, um, you know, we like tell everybody, Oh yeah, she's going through a rough time. Oh, what's happening to her? Oh, well, I think that she might get a divorce from her husband. We should pray about that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's pray. Like, Wow. I don't know. Just dear God, like, please fill Tammy with your spirit. And I ask that you help her to make, good decisions in her relationship and bring her back into your, uh, your plan for her life in Jesus name. Amen. No, that's so true. But like, really you're kind of gossiping and being like, Tammy's like sinning. Okay. Yeah. And I don't, okay. So I don't want I don't think that Christians ever are doing it out of a gossipy. They would never say that they're gossiping. They're like doing it out of the way that they, they know how to love, but they, I think, which, okay. My experience is, that I thought I knew how to love, but I did not know how to love until I came out the other side because there is no judgment in love. Mm. And I know that it says that in the Bible, but there is judgment everywhere in Christianity, even the best Christians. Yeah. So when you're praying, I think you're kind of vocalizing some type of judgment because you're obviously, you, you're praying for a different outcome than that's happening. You know, like you're praying for this woman to not get a divorce, but like, how do you know the divorce isn't good for her? You're praying for, yourself to get into a different college but how do you know that the other college isn't good for you i mean i think that you're always like kind of expressing some type of judgment oh you're right and kind of like a you're almost expressing like a distrust in god's will for your life yeah like if you're asking for him to let you get a certain job like do you want to just do whatever his will is for you? Or do you want him to like change the world so that you get the job you want? Exactly. So that I, th- I was re- actually reading this article by a, progress- a progressive Christian this week who thinks that all kinds of petitionary prayer are um, bad because Whoa. it's like, you're basically like judging God, like, and you're reducing him to like, I don't know, the genie who will fulfill your wishes. Yeah. And like, why do we not trust him? And like, if we're so praying he was a for, Christian? Yeah, he's a pastor. And he, and he was saying, like, if you're praying for your aunt Nancy to have traveling mercies, mm-hmm. you are saying, vocalizing that you think that maybe God wouldn't, you know, be merciful to her when, oh, yeah. like, that guy was saying it's against God's nature not to be loving. Uh-huh. So you're, like, expressing doubt in his nature and, like, you're judging God, yeah. you know? And I thought that was interesting coming from a Christian right. because... Um, yeah, good point. And so, like, what if you just take out the part about where you pray at all and think, 
isn't it weird that people die of horrible diseases or people are raped or murdered or that children get cancer? Like, isn't that against God's nature for it to happen at all? Wow. Yeah. That you know, is really I, I kind of was reading the article thinking, ah, just go one point further. Yeah. Like, huh. isn't it weird that these things happen at all? No, that's really crazy. I kind of want to unpack even that first part because the, the Christian guy, it sounds like he's saying that he doesn't think that Christians should ask God for things, period. Because by doing that, you're essentially saying that you don't trust God's will for you. Yes, that's what he was saying. Because you're like kind of, in essence, asking God to change his plan for you. Yeah. For your own preferences. No, it was, he was saying that. Weird. Yeah. And I was okay. surprised. So I wonder what he thinks the point of prayer is, period. Well, you know what his whole article was about is you can buy his book and find out what he thinks about prayer. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. But like, I think, I mean, going back to what we were talking about, actually, uh, is that that's so weird that like, I was surprised to hear a Christian have that point of view at all. That is a good point. But it's a super good point. Yeah, Yeah, it's super valid. Right. Because I prayed for like my grandma to be saved. They Mm -hmm. weren't Christian. Mm -hmm. Actually, they were Catholic. And to me, when I was Christian, that meant they were going to hell wow which is that's the whole thing in itself but (laughs) i would pray for her to be saved all the time but now like using that guy's logic that's kind of like me saying i don't think that god is loving enough to like lead my grandma to him so Mm -hmm. god like please have mercy on her soul Mm -hmm. because i know that you won't do it on your own yeah weird oh that like i'm more loving than god because i'm like god i know that you don't want to help her but I love her a lot. So like, please, could you help me? No, I think, I huh. think that like, you never would say that when you're praying, but like, that's kind of what you're like saying. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. You know, silently saying. Yeah. That right. kind of sentiment. So like, I think next time you pray and you're asking about something, think, are you upsetting God? Are you offending him? Yeah. Are you stepping on his toes? Are you trying to take over his plan? Because you should only follow his, his plan. Right. So stop praying today and you can do that just fine. <laughs> So if you don't pray at all, like us, what happens? Mm. What happens if you stop praying as a Christian? Like God's plan is going to happen. So mm-hmm. like, what's the point of you asking? Right? Yeah, right. So I think like one of the biggest things that was a shocker to us, like in the first couple months of us, like stopping going to church, stopping praying, stopping thinking about God, talking about God, having Bible studies, reading the Bible was that nothing changed. Yeah. And I know that sounds like if you're a Christian still or whatever, whatever stage you're at, like that might sound like, oh, that's not that big of a deal. But it was to us yeah, because we were kind of like we were working deal. the crap out of our freaking minds with reading like Bible every day and like all of this stuff, worrying about every single thought we had. Praying to God constantly, like every day. So much effort. So, so much, much stress. Effort. Yeah. Of like, are we doing the right thing? Yeah. And when we stopped, like nothing changed. Like, yeah. Like you know, life continued on. We sometimes, good things would sometimes happen to us and bad things would sometimes happen mm-hmm. to us. And yeah. So for any Christians listening, I challenge you to stop praying for a few weeks and see if any circumstances in your life start to get any more lucky or unlucky, or if you see things happen more or less. And if your experience is anything like ours or any of the number of people who Uh, have deconverted from Christianity, I think you'll find that your life is very, very similar to when you were praying all the time. Joe, that's Satan talking. Uh, Well, right now, Satan's a really chill guy, as we found out in our last episode. Okay. I, I, (laughs) I was like thinking about this more about like, well, if you don't ask God for things and you, and you don't really know what he's going to do and you can't really like 
trust that he's going to like work things out in like a, in a good way, mm-hmm. like save your friends or help people not to like die. Yeah. Like what do you, or help, I don't know, like help homeless people not to freeze in the cold. Yeah. Like, what do you do? And I, I think like the message of this like article I was reading was basically that God is like, yeah, why don't you Christians like pour out your love on the people? Like I, I want you to like, God's kind of tired of your yeah. thoughts and prayers. God's like, Thoughts and prayers. What is what good does that do? Like, go give love to people. Like, oh what gosh, if God's yeah. like doing? Like, what if that's what God thinks? You know, um, I think like the way I said it just now sounded more like 2019 than this guy was saying it. <laughs> but he was like, he was basically saying like, God gave us the Holy Spirit and He gave us like the directions like for our life and how to help people. Yeah. So like, He's like waiting for us to take up the call and, yeah. to, and to, you know, it's our call to help the people on earth. I remember hearing that like in churches, pe- pastors would be like your thoughts and prayer. God doesn't want your thoughts and prayers. You are the hands and feet of God. And yeah. it's like up to you to go out yeah. and help the homeless people and you to build shelters and for you to like donate to organizations that are going to cure cancer. Mm-hmm. So, so now my question is, what if you just take God out of that equation? Hmm. Like what's the difference? What's the difference? Yeah, what what influence is God having in any of those scenarios? Is he just giving you a mascot? Right. Is he the mascot? Is he just like a an object that you can give all of the credit to? Is he the guy that you place your morality on? Hmm. Hmm. That you think you take your morality from? Yeah. Interesting. So, I'm actually I'm really curious what that Christian guy has to say about the rest of prayer, but that maybe that's a topic for another. Well, Joe, uh, you should read his book. Yeah, apparently, that's really interesting to me. Though I don't, I don't really understand how a Christian person could say that petitionary prayer is out. It is petitionary prayer is no good, and that is like somehow discrediting God's will. But like other types of prayer are still good. I think those other types of prayer, which we'll talk about at the end, are good for. The reason that any kind of just meditation mm-hmm. mantra mm-hmm. is good. Um, so before we like finish up um, with some positive things, uh, a couple months ago, I think it was somebody uh, shared uh, this guy named Tim Minchin with us. In the Shout Facebook out group. to whoever that was. Yeah, thank you. Um, and they sent us one of his songs called "Thank You God." I think it was called, and. Um, so he gave a little bit of a backstory in in the video about how he met with a Christian and the Christian had told him, you know, like God does exist because um God healed my mom, my mom, my mm-hmm. mom's eyes. She had a degenerative eye disease or yeah. something. Okay, I don't remember the details, but you should watch it. We can link it. Um but uh he wrote a song about it, like kind of it's a uh, satirical song. I think he does a lot of parody songs. Yeah. Oh, his um, mom, the kid's mom was getting cataracts or something. It was like uh, a really routine or like a very common eye disorder as you age so yeah yeah and so like the guy said he prayed and then he the his mom was healed and Mm -hmm. that's what his evidence for god Mm -hmm. and so uh i was reading through the lyrics of this song the song's so good um it's kind of expressing exactly what we're talking about now and oh i really it was so hard to choose which ones to read to you because joe said i could not read the whole song (laughs) but i will read two verses to you we'll link the song in the description too so you can watch it for yourself it's very impressive (laughs) okay so um here it goes uh the guy's name who he was talking to his name is sam thank you sam for showing how my point of view has been so flawed i assumed there was no god at all but now i see that cynical it's simply that his interests 
aren't particularly broad. He's largely undiverted by the starving masses or the inequality between the various classes. He gives out strictly limited passes, redeemable for surgery or two-for-one glasses. <laughs> okay, I'm going to swear right now. It's super hard for me. Fuck me, Sam. What are the odds that a history's endless parade of gods, that the god you just happen to be taught to believe in is the actual god and he digs on healing, but not the AIDS-ridden African nations, nor the victims of the plague, nor the flood adult Asians, but healthy, privately insured Australians with common and curable lens degeneration. <laughs> oh my gosh. So spot on. It's it's a great question. It's a great question. Yeah. How in the world can you be a Christian and pray to God to help you get a new job? And when he he gives you, in air quotes, that job, you're so thankful. Praise God. He finally, he gave me this job and I asked him for it and he blessed me by giving it to me. But at the same time, there's literally millions of people on the earth, like physically suffering with different ailments and starvation, homelessness and AIDS and rape and like the craziest stuff. And they're crying out to God to help them in some way. And he just, he ignores them. Like what in the world kind of logic is that? What in the world kind of God, like would operate that way. It's not you know? in his plan, Joe. There's, yeah. evil, so anyways. there's evil in the world. And, uh, you know, God allows it. God wants to allow the evil so that we can learn, you know, to come to him no matter what. Yeah, I think Christians would probably just say like, well, God's ways are higher than our ways. And that's why we don't understand it. But that's such a frustrating, that's it, at this point in my spiritual journey, that is so unsatisfying to me. You know, I feel like God has a lot to like answer to. I think that the best analogy is still the parent analogy you mm -hmm. know if god is our father you think of like a, a dad who is you know hanging out with his son mm -hmm. and he sees his son uh fall down and like i don't know split his head open and he's bleeding and the dad just like watches and you know other people are like whoa you know they run up and they help him like you're the dad why didn't why aren't you helping and he's mm. like he didn't ask me oh yeah hmm he was being a little prideful. He wasn't, his heart wasn't in the right place. I think he needs to learn this lesson. Yeah. There's evil in the world and he needs to see that. Yeah. What kind of father is that? It just, that like picture, like if that would happen in real life, like every single person would think that that was wrong. Yeah. Right. But like yeah. it happens all the time. Your godly daddy does it to you all the time. Right. Yeah. I, I want so badly to sit down with a Christian and like, talk through these exact things in this way. I'm just going to go on record and say that I do not want to do that <laughs> okay. because be really careful what you say. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so, you know what, guys, like all we really want to do is live consciously and just mm -hmm. continuously ask, why are we doing the things that we do? Yeah. And like, why are we praying? Why do we believe what we believe? And I think that's all we are doing here. You know, mm -hmm. I think yeah. that's all we want to do. Yeah. So like, just think about things. Right. I think prayer, just like all of this other stuff that we've talked about, is something that we're really trying to like reclaim kind of for ourselves now yeah. on the other side of Christianity. And not in the sense that we're now like praying to a different God or praying to the universe, but I think that our like our perspective and our framing of how prayer was for us has kind of shifted. Yeah. And so let's talk about, you know, why like, what are the parts about prayer that are good? And mm -hmm. like, why do so many people do it? And when you stop praying as a Christian and you come to this, this other side, this ex-Christian side or whatever, mm -hmm. like what, 
why are you kind of missing something? Right. You know what? And you're like kind of turning to like, okay, what do I do now instead of prayer? Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? So I think that prayer is, uh, it's, it's meditation. I think that like the, the act of praying, the act of like sitting down and closing your eyes and kind of bringing your attention inward a little bit and like getting a little reflecty, like, you know, um, is the same as what meditation is essentially. Mm -hmm. And so I think in that way, like probably physically, like biologically, I would imagine that prayer is probably good for you, like good for your brain. So there's been studies that show that prayer is good. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. And so prayer is good for your brain, but it's like meditation and the things that are good for your brain in that way are, um, and that happen in prayer and meditation are stopping your thoughts, Mm -hmm. taking your focus off of your worries your, your external, your external problems. problems and focusing on focusing them on like something clear like i don't know like centering yourself mm-hmm. you know you're centering yourself mm-hmm. uh, you're centering on god and like it's in the case of christianity you're putting your cares on someone else and so that's like a relief yeah with in meditation you are like just putting your cares aside and you're just focusing on a breath yeah and that's a relief you're right to stop your thoughts you know like i think like there's more of like that visual of putting your cares on a person mm-hmm. but that same thing is happening like without god right in meditation. you're right that actually uh, is that's, repeating mantras you know like oh yeah god i uh, thank you i love you or or like you know, fill me with your love or fill, fill me with, with your, your spirit or, yeah those are really could be really positive those are positive things. mantras yeah. and mm-hmm. but it, you can also do that with a mantra of like i love myself choosing. you know Mm-hmm. I can't think of any other mantra right now. I mean, that's I a great mantra creative. right there. <laughs> if you, you if you repeat I love myself to yourself all day long, I feel like that will have a positive effect on you. Yeah. Just let the record show. But I, I think that I've really enjoyed in the last couple of weeks um, thinking about my entire past prayer life, like whatever that term means. To me, it means like just all the hundreds of hours I spent praying. I used to feel really kind of upset about how much time I like wasted doing that. And there's part of me that still does feel a little resentful that I spent so much time like putting my cares and worries on this invisible God instead of just claiming responsibility for myself. But in an effort to like drop that resentment and move past it and just like incorporate every part of myself into who I am now, I've realized that I think prayer made me really good at self-reflection. I think that Mm -hmm. like for me, um, and maybe the same, I'm curious to hear what you think about this, but for me, it's really easy for me to like close my eyes and sort of drop in to my like inner world. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like kind of shut down whatever's outside of me and drop into my inner world. And I think that is so natural because I spent so long praying as a Christian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is, it's like, of course, it's a really self-reflective practice and think there's a lot of benefits to that on this side being self-reflective and being able to kind of drop uh into your inside and kind of uh let letting your external circumstances fall away Mm -hmm. so i'm in that way i'm kind of glad that i had that practice Mm -hmm. it's been really useful because i like deconstructing from all this craziness requires tons of self-reflection and like inner work and Mm -hmm. hard stuff and like all that and i think that as an ex-christian i'm probably better equipped to do that than I would be if I was like, if I'd never had a prayer life before, you know? Hmm. I feel like I completely the opposite. Really? Yeah. That coming into being like meditating and saying mantras and Mm -hmm. like 
self-soothing was so much harder for me because of my Christianity. Yeah. Because, first of all, because I was taught that meditation was like really like woo-woo spiritual, that the devil would come into your brain and mm -hmm. whatever if you meditated. So yeah. I was like cautious of it for a long time, scared of it. And then um, every time I was alone with my thoughts, it was so like shaming because yeah. every time I'd pray, I'd be like, forgive me for my sins. Oh, you're right. Forgive me that I did this. And oh, I forgot me about that, that part of prayer. Yeah, that was like see? half of my prayers was asking God to forgive me for sins. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you're right. So I feel like Dang it. <laughs> I didn't have any quiet time in by myself that wasn't shaming. And when I learned how to really meditate yeah. and get the, and feel empowered by it, uh -huh. I was like, Holy crap, this is amazing. Whoa. Kind of a prayer. How interesting. Yeah. Like, cause for you, prayer was kind of negative because you were constantly like dwelling on your flaws and the and things that I you was worried and... I wasn't doing the right thing or yeah. worried I wasn't hearing or not being guided in yeah. the right way. And like, but with meditation, like all of the benefits that you can receive from prayer, you can receive from meditation and, and more. But you can drop all like the attachments and all of the extra like shame and guilt. Yeah, yeah, and it's you like can so still reflect on the things that you maybe don't necessarily like about yourself, but yeah. you can, but you can give yourself full like love in them and know that that's like there's no fault. It's no fault of your own that you have them. You're not like inherently bad. Like yeah. you like learned those things, and that hey, wouldn't you know it? You can unlearn them, and it's gonna be great. Hell yeah! You yeah, know what I mean? Like, so there's cool. more of like a positive if you have problems you want to work on it's just more of a you know like that's not really you and uh -huh. it's not your fault that you have them and yeah you know like we can fix it dang together, so empowering you know what I mean? yeah that's okay. so interesting because i you're right that i guess my prayer life was a lot more negative than like my my in quotes prayer life today which looks like today is just meditation which we do every day mm -hmm. um is my meditation now is very light and like mm -hmm. very positive and very self-affirming. But to so, your credit, I think that you did come out with a lot more positives from Christianity than me, but I actually feel like you didn't so much come out with them is that um, it's more that you kind of already had them. Hmm. You like this, this is the kind of person you are. Yeah. You know, like you are already a little bit, anyways. you're a little bit more like light and you're a lot more self-reflective and you're really, really disciplined. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you necessarily learn those things from Christianity, but you use them well within it and you'll oh, use yeah. them well now. That is, good job, that's Joe. really good. That actually empowers me a lot when you say <laughs> that because I, I think even now I potentially was like giving Christianity the credit for making me a self-reflective person, but maybe you're right that I've just always been interested in self-reflection and I, that that worked well. In I a mean, I'm your wife. I feel like I know you pretty well. I love you for that so much. <laughs> um, another thing that's really, really good in prayer, uh, is expressing gratitude. Though. Yes. Yeah. And that is something that you can do without <laughs> okay, this God. This one's positive. Without yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, completely. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like there's probably even studies about this that show that expressing gratitude is just so good for oh, your yeah. mindset. For sure. You know, like, like just your waking up, health. waking up every morning and expressing gratitude to know you don't have to have a focus yeah. or a person you express it to mm -hmm. express it to yourself and just the air express it to your you. inner child pray to your inner child oh, yeah. and tell him how grateful you are for him or yeah her. yeah i think like some people have asked and we have asked as well is like all those times i was praying i felt like i i felt like elated or like it really calmed mm -hmm. me and it really soothed me and you said this that that prayer and medit like was self-soothing yeah you know all of those times you spent praying it was like actually you just talk like right. working through problems in your head and self-soothing yeah and i think like if you were someone who really really found benefit in prayer mm -hmm. you should just look into meditation 
I mean, I'm sure you have. I mean, sometimes it feels like kind of everybody yeah. has tried to meditate. Well, I think now. even even like less specifically than meditation, mm-hmm. you could. It's so cool now on this other side of faith that we can like choose to do whatever you want. I mean, you could pray to yourself and like, you know, that maybe sound crazy now, but it's less crazy than praying to an invisible sky god yeah. you know but like i think well, i mean even taking time to taking time to self-reflect at yeah. all is like in a way praying yeah to yourself. it is yeah so like the one of the huge the cool things from christianity is that i was like in a good habit of praying all the time mm-hmm. and i am in a way thankful that i got into that habit because that's something that i'm really trying to continue now is like checking in with my inner self all the time mm-hmm. you know like i throughout the day Maybe I'm not stopping and praying to God, but like throughout the day, I still would like to sort of stop and like take a breath and separate from my external environment a little bit and like check in and recenter myself Mm -hmm. and then go on with my day. I think that's like a super beautiful practice and it looks very similar practically to what prayer looked like. Mm -hmm. But now the third party God like isn't part of the equation at all. And it's so much more positive and so much more beneficial. Mm -hmm. So it's cool. I'm like really trying to see it that way so that I can not like resent all that time I spent praying, you know, think of it as like a weird practice run for my new lifestyle now. Yeah. (laughs) I used to think that I think we like talked about it in college, like, um, you know, like if meditation was good for us, I think I acknowledged as a Christian that meditation, like secular meditation is good for people Mm -hmm. Um, or like certain things outside of Christianity were good for them. But I would like, well, what if they're good because God made us that way that like (laughs) he wanted us to like that, like those things are healthy for us because, you know, like, and the healthiest kind is when we meditate with him, Yeah, you know, or whatever. But like, and that's why it seems like people are getting benefits outside of it. But like, that's just because we're like creatures of God, like God and we're God's children. And like, (laughs) he made us that way. But like, if you turn it around, you can ask the same question. Is that like, well, maybe our brain, this is just really healthy for our brain. Scientifically, it can be proven. And so then what's the use of having a God in there? Because sometimes with religion, we add things like shame and uh, shame and shame and shame and shame and unworthiness (laughs) and whatever, you know, and and judgment. And And so um, I think that that question, you know, my college self, I could have like flipped around, you know, and kind of asked like, well, what if we just did those things that were beneficial outside and what if we were made that way because we just evolved to be that way right you know and what if the benefits i'm experiencing in prayer are just because it's good for my brain to like think in this pattern yeah yeah right so yeah the question can always be flipped but it's just funny we never flipped it when we were christian it took several years of reflection and (laughs) stepping away from it to be able to really look at those questions with an objective or a more objective view i guess exactly yeah so if you are somebody who was really self-soothed uh, by prayer when you were a Christian and you've now like come up with a new practice that really helps you, we'd love to hear about it mm-hmm. um, yeah. and talk about it so we can share it with like anybody else who's involved with our group and our podcast. Totally. We really want to take some time to thank everybody who's been involved with this podcast. It's been so great, and we're so thankful for our Facebook group. It's really, really positive, and you guys are all amazing on there. I feel like I've said this before, but I was really hesitant to start a Facebook group. I was so against Facebook. Um, yeah. And I'm just just really like 
so happy that I can be involved with so many people that are like you and that I can like, I don't know, just be in community with you. It's like really hard for me to, I feel like want to be involved in community because so often like in my experience of it has been kind of like negative or judgmental. And I think that the community we're building on this side and in our Facebook group is so loving and uh, really caring. And I just really appreciate that. I also want to thank all of our patrons. I'm like amazed that people even sponsor us, but like you guys help us do what we do because we're doing this. Like we're, you know, we're not doing this for anything. We're not (laughs) getting paid. And I just want to thank you so much because when we started this, we had no idea where it was going or who would even care. And um, I'm just so grateful. I'm just going to express my gratitude. I'm just so grateful for all of you people. I feel like the most gratitude I've ever felt in my life right now. And it's in a big part because of all of you. That's so beautiful. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. (laughs) Couldn't have said it better. Um, Yeah, like let us know what you think about prayer and how not praying has been for you. And we'll talk to you guys next week.